Good morning, everybody. Welcome into 104.3 The Fans Coffee Break. Jake Shapiro, Rachel V. Hill hanging out with you. I guess I get to be Jake for the day. Oh, there we go. Oh, there you go. There I, I can be Jake for the day. I can have some cool swaggy outfits. Hey, I always I always appreciate the people that understand that the fits are actually fly. Uh, you you got to be hip to it. You got to be kind of in our age range. Otherwise, people think I dress crazy. But like you're from Colorado. I don't understand it. Meanwhile, Rachel, I have the correct orange on. I know how big of a deal it is. I know. You should have saw my Twitter mentions yesterday oh, that my it. orange wasn't orange enough to wear to Bronco. So you got the correct orange. You're actually going to see Andrew Mason's fit um, from yesterday a little bit later on in the show to show you some behind the scenes of day one of training camp. But some breaking news coming out of Fort Collins, Colorado, is that Joe Parker, the athletic director, gets a five-year extension. So the Rams will have him through 2027. Big news for the Rams there, but now we'll move on to training camp and our very own Will Peterson is out at training camp. He was able to send us a little bit of footage for everyone to see and kind of get to experience the cloudy weather looks a little bit different. So we'll go ahead and take a watch real quick. Uh, just going to say we should have that video. Hopefully it's in there. There we go. Boom. There it is. So yeah, a little bit different weather than yesterday, a little cloudy, but the same amount of fans out on the hill, which is obviously great to see. Uh, that didn't shy anybody away from wanting to go out there and hang out any possibility of rain. So looks good. Like out of Broncos training camp again, we'll kind of see who wins today, Jake. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's a lot better weather to practice football today than it is in the mm -hmm. dead heat. Uh, the reason why I was a little slow on the keys there was I was just looking at a text when Will Peterson sent me while out at camp reporting live, Tim Conley, former Nuggets boss and now Timberwolves uh, GM and head of basketball operations, is out at training camp. And right now on 104.3 The Fans, Stoke and Zach are trying to corral him on for a live interview. So if wow. we get that, that'll be pretty cool exclusive interview to find out kind of how the divorce went and all that. But uh, uh, yeah, so but. The things that are pertaining to not the Nuggets at Broncos training camp are also interesting. And Rachel, you were there yesterday. Um, environment's a lot different than the Drew Locke era, I think. Uh, but in the same sense, I think there's still a lot to be decided. Uh, the defense looked a lot better yesterday than the offense is all the things that I heard. Um, you know, it's day one of training camp. We are, I think, oh, two weeks from Saturday away from the first preseason game or something like that. There's a lot mm -hmm. of time to work out the kinks and make sure that everything's going all right, let alone the preseason games for regular season game one. So I wasn't really interested in what was going on in terms of the football yesterday. I was more interested to hear kind of what the guys said, how excited they were and, you know, the fans to be out there. No, 100%. We're going to get a lot more into the football side of training camp later on. Right now, it's kind of about the excitement. What's the environment going to be? What's the team going to, or chemistry going to be too, as they're all getting to know each other and they're all staying in the team hotel together. Um, again, though, Tim Connolly showing up quite interesting. I wonder who he's kind of friends with on the coaching staff or in the building to want to come back to Denver. But um, let's get into a little bit because you said the defense one, and you know, I kind of took that too, but Dalton Reisner, he thinks that the offense is the one. So we're going to play this clip from our interview with him yesterday. I mean, the expectations are different than they've ever been since I've been here. I mean, this is year four for me. The three years before, we were never talking about, man, this is the Super Bowl's our goal, you know, and it's kind of crazy to think that 
we didn't make those goals. I think that we had talked about it before, but that's the goal this year. Like it's we we better be in the playoffs. There's no reason that we shouldn't be in the playoffs this year. So um, that's the expectation in the locker room. You can feel it from guys. You can feel the urgency when we're out here on the field. You can feel the urgency from the coaches. And um, like I continue going to, I love how everyone's so excited. I love how all of us fellas out here are excited. But at the end of the day, I think Coach Hackett says it a lot. George Payton says it. We've got a lot of work to do. we got to go prove a lot of this. It's all great, but let's go out there and make sure we're all about it. You love to see Dalton there. And obviously we've talked a lot about how it's Super Bowl or bust. And I'm seeing a lot of comments coming in um, saying, what's up? Hey, Broncos country. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us too this morning. But then we also get one that says, what's the deal with KJ? Are we ever going to see him at full or at his full potential? So KJ is currently on the PUP list. um, So he's not participating, although he was out there. He's actually got a really sick fro going on. But again, at any point during training camp or before the season starts, you can come off that list. So I think they're just being careful, kind of testing where he's at too, because he ended up getting hip surgery along with his ACL being torn and getting ACL surgery. So that's a lot for just any person to deal with, let alone an athlete who has to be able to go out there and participate at his next 100% now. So eventually I think we're going to see him. It's just going to be a little bit slow coming. Yeah, it's a major injury, Rachel, two major Mm -hmm. injuries. Uh, So it's going to be a little slow coming. So why not give yourself the opportunity to get one more person on the roster, get them in-house, give them, you know, 10 days, see see how it goes. Yeah, might it be the 89th or 90th person on your roster of the people that you're trying to get down to 53? Sure. But maybe that one chance, that one dart connects with the dartboard and out of the 40 darts you have, uh, you never know which one's going to hit the dartboard and be someone that could be a valuable contributor to, to, to your team this upcoming season. So um, if you know KJ's not at full strength, why not put him on the PUP list for a few days or even a week or so? Um, hopefully it's nothing more. It seems from what he has told us over the offseason that he's a lot closer than maybe the PUP list suggests. Yeah, no, 100%. But I also think that it's great that people are wanting to see what KJ Hamler's got with how stacked the wide receivers are. It's great that even the four string guy, a lot of people are like, hey, like, let's see him at his full potential. And that just shows you how strong the depth is for this wide receiver core. Well, two of the most popular people in town are always going to be the backup quarterback and the fourth string wide receiver. Like, that's just how it is, right? Um, But I I think a lot of people are excited to see KJ Hamler because you know, there's more positivity around KJ Hamler than Jerry Judy, which I mean, I think is an overcorrection at this point. Um, but I wouldn't say the wide receivers are stacked. Cortland Sutton has Ooh. not really proved it at this point. He was great before his injury, but we haven't seen him. Uh, Tim Patrick has been very consistent. He's a consistent dude. He does his job. Uh, Jerry Judy's got a lot of potential. We haven't really seen it yet. KJ Hamler's shown flashes. We all are kind of projecting based off the fact that there is a potential Hall of Fame quarterback here now and saying, hey, there's going to be a lot more chemistry than there was with Drew Locke, Joe Flacco, things in the past like that, right? A fine projection to make. It makes logical sense, right? But they have not done that consistently on the football field yet. So before we start talking and singing the praises of every wide receiver on this team, the Broncos wide receiver core is probably what third best right now in the AFC West, if not maybe fourth best, like Mm -hmm. it's just not there yet. It could be, it has potential. There are some good names. We've seen the potential in flashes, um, but I need to see them come out and have a couple good games before I say, Hey, yeah, yeah, they're, they're legit. Like I'm not going to be upset here about Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy's Madden ratings. It's because they haven't done it consistently. 
correctly in, in the NFL yet. Jake always keeping it real here on Coffee Break. That's why we love him. That's why we like all of his takes too. And Jake, you know what? I have to agree with you. We always hear about potential being the death of a lot of people's careers in professional sports. And you're right. We do hope that they have a lot of potential. We've seen that they have a lot of potential, but can they actually prove this year with an elite quarterback that they can be good? Oh, Maria's giving you the 100% in the comments, Jake. You're right on point. We need to see that potential really come to shine for this. Now, we've all kind of talked about it. We had training camp live where it's Sutton. Jerry Judy, though, he didn't look good yesterday. He had a few dropped passes. I believe he was one that got um, his pass got intercepted or he got dropped or something along those lines. I wasn't out at practice for that portion of it yesterday. But, yeah, he hasn't looked good. But I think, again, going back to the original point, is that KJ Hamler, people want to see what he's got, and that's great news. Yeah, I'm not only excited to see KJ Hamler, I'm excited to see uh, Washington, uh, the the kick, kick returner speed guy that they got. Oh, fifth um, round. Yeah, and I think there's one more wide receiver out there that that has some potential. I mean, uh, we're forgetting uh, what's his name, former quarterback uh, Kendall Hinton. Kendall Hinton, thank you. Uh, a legend. Top of my head, thank you. Um, so, so there's six names that we know that. Mm-hmm probably are all NFL caliber receivers. Like I'm not sitting here telling you Cortland Sutton's not an NFL caliber receiver. He's really good. Like he is. I'm just saying that the Broncos need a number one and a clear number two receiver. Um, But in terms of guys that can go out there and you can trust, I think Kendall Hinton's fine. I think Washington will probably be fine. And uh, KJ Hamler, we've seen it is fine. So there, there's a lot of depth with this team, which I think is important in another sense that we aren't talking about a lot. The Broncos special teams were awful last year and we've 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 touched on that a little bit but you could make the case that the broncos were a special teams unit away from being as good as the Bengals last year like the Bengals weren't actually that good uh i think they were like 15th or 14th ranked in yards per yards per play both offensively and defensively the broncos were like 18th so they're both middle of the road teams but the bounces in the special teams is where both teams were separated and in my mind the deeper you are as a team the better your special teams are because some of those guys get pushed down to the special teams. And because the Broncos don't really have too many star players, I mean, it's really Russell Wilson and Justin Simmons, and then a bunch of guys that are good. I mean, Bradley Chubb could be a star player, but because their salary cap is not spent on three or four players, really, they have the ability to have a deeper team. And I think the Broncos should have a good special teams unit this year. And if they don't, it's a huge miss because this is the potential where they can separate themselves possibly from their AFC West foes. Okay. I like the takes, Jake. I like them a lot. Well, if you are headed out to training camp then, or any of the preseason games or the first two, at least you're going to be seeing the players or certain players wearing these things called guardian caps. So it's something we noticed yesterday with a lot of players and they are the linebackers, anyone on the line. And then the tight ends as well. They're all wearing, they're like, pads for your helmet so it's very interesting we've got a picture of them too we can pull up yeah here we go so you're going to be seeing a lot of these and this is something that the nfl is now implementing to hopefully help with concussions and you know just making the game a little bit safer and nathaniel hackett actually discussed it yesterday during his press conference so we'll go ahead and take a listen those are sweet right Yeah, no, it's a protocol thing from the league. Uh, we're going to wear those, I believe, up to the second preseason. I think it's the second preseason game that we're going to do that. 
And, you know, I mean, we talk about the team all the time. It's about protecting the team. And, I mean, if that's going to help anybody, I mean, hey, we're going to do it. And, you know, it was funny. I was talking with uh, Coach Dixon out there, and he was talking about how, you know, some, you know, stuff happens. Everybody's playing as hard as they can. And, you know, I think it gives a little more protection to a quarterback if all of a sudden his hand comes forward and it's a little bit softer than a helmet. Um, so I think it, there's, there's nothing really bad besides they're not necessarily the best fashion statement. I was thinking about wearing one, but I – I decided not to, but um, but no, I'm excited for the guys, and the guys did great with them. Are they mandated or, or voluntary? Uh, mandated. I love Nathaniel Hackett so much. The energy and just, like, the fun he has just makes it so enjoyable compared to what we experienced in the last couple of years, Jake. We'll see if you love him after he loses two games in a row, you know? that That's how it is, you know? It's going to happen at some point, and, and that's what I'm wondering. But I, I love the guy. I think he's affable, which is, mm-hmm. I, I think, very important for a head coach at this point. Uh, the general manager does a lot of the work that the, the head coaches used to do um, mm-hmm. in terms of organizing a team and stuff like that. So I think it's really a, a, an incumbent on a head coach to be the voice from the front office down to the players and, and kind of bridge that gap. So the more personable you are, the better, because you can make that connection. I will say I would have loved to see Nathaniel Hackett with the bucket hat and the bubble helmet on t- uh, the bubble <laughs> above it. Like that would have been a pretty good fashion statement from Nathaniel Hackett. No, absolutely. Well, I'm excited now because I get to actually switch roles with Jake for a quick second. I get to play producer while Jake gets to play the host because we are now debuting a thing we're calling Jake's Takes. So, Jake, this is all you, my friend. Let's see. Yeah, um, this is what I've got to say about the Nolan Arenado vaccine thing. I wrote a column about it earlier this week and essentially... If you look at it, the Cardinals were okay. They played yesterday and the day before up in Toronto, which has different vaccine requirements than here in Colorado uh, and here in the United States. And because of that, Nolan Arenado was unable to play in those games. The Cardinals ended up going one and one. But Nolan Arenado has consistently asked for more help with all of his teams that he's played on, both here in Colorado and in St. Louis. And he is not playing in important games out in Toronto against a team they could potentially face in the World Series. Now, leaving the fact alone that he could get sick and miss playoff games with COVID, uh, there's a potential that they could actually play the Blue Jays in the World Series, which he would have to sit out for unless he got vaccinated. So Nolan Arenado, who says he's doing everything he can to win, will not go and get this shot. So that's quite literally not doing everything you can to win. Um, And Nolan is a great player. We know this. Nolan is a guy that if you look at it between him and Paul Goldschmidt, who also missed two games this week because of the vaccine requirements, um, those two guys are the NL MVP candidates right now. And I just am sitting here wondering why Nolan would not do everything in his power to try and win when that has been his whole MO. That's been why he traded himself to St. Louis, more or less. That's been why he's complaining to front offices over time. Um, That's a whole, you know, the Cardinals angle, right? I come back here and look at the Rockies angle and I think Nolan Arenado is still probably the most popular Rocky, right? He is the guy whose Jersey you would see most at the games. If you go to Coors field right now. And I'm wondering if the fan base will ever recover from the apathy that has stemmed from this Nolan Arenado trade. And if you think about it, It's not just the Nolan Arenado trade, right? It was that awesome young core they had with guys like DJ LeMayhew, Nolan Arenado, the end of Carlos Gonzalez, Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story. 
and then the Rockies, you know, blew it away. Like they, they did nothing with that young core and people around baseball were telling me Kyle Freeland, Herman Marquez, Tyler Anderson, these pitchers are a legit young core. They could go and win a world series one day. They never even won a playoff series. So I'm sitting here today in the middle of the summer in 2022. And I'm wondering if the Rockies fan base will ever really return to caring truly about the team unless their ownership sells. And I think it all comes back to this Nolan Arenado trade because yes, stars had been traded in the past, Troy Tulowitzki, Matt Holiday, but never had a star committed to here and staying here. And then they still traded him off of both financial complaints and the fact that they weren't doing enough in his mind to win. But again, there is also this fact of is Nolan Arenado doing all it takes to win when, you know, the Cardinals are right there for a playoff spot and he's not playing in clutch games because, you know, he's making personal statements that he says aren't political, but at the same time are. So, yeah, I, I think this has far-reaching effects. It has both the Rockies angle, it has the baseball angle, and I want to see how this plays out over the rest of the season with Nolan Arenado. Uh, but I will always think of him as a Rocky first. Maybe that changes if he wins an MVP award with the National League. But I think of him as a Rocky, and you look at it and uh, – he, he kind of made a blunder this week, and I wonder how that impacts the way Cardinals fans think of him as well. Uh, that's the, the debut of Jake's take, so I'll let Rachel back in here. You're I'm here, back. Rachel. I'm back, I'm back. Um, I would say that I 1,000% failed as your producer, so huge shout-out to you because – you follow along with me and you know when to throw stuff up and I got to appreciate you because I was like, I don't know when Jake wants me to throw this up. So definitely a different side of things. But Jake, I think that you did, first of all, a great job on this. But you also wrote this article for DenverFan.com. You got a lot of people who got a little bit angry at you. But honestly, a lot of respect for you for feeling like you were spilling your truth about how you feel about the situation and everything that Nolan's doing. So huge yeah. shout out to you. I want to make sure that you get a lot of credit there. And I'll add the, the point, sports are inherently political. The whole reason sports came out in the first place in ancient Greece was the fact that political entities were fighting against each other. And this was a better way of solving things than war. Like mm -hmm. throughout the course of history, sports have been political, whether it's the 1968 Olympics or anything else. Right. The thing is, this is literally not a political argument or political debate. It's the fact that Nolan Arenado has complained about getting players to play on his team to help them win. And Nolan Arenado is the best player on his team and he's not playing in important games uh, because of a political statement. So uh, yeah, what, whatever you think about the vaccines, I, you know, there, there are many ways to go on that, mm -hmm. but this is purely a baseball take of he is taking himself away from playing in these baseball games because of the vaccine rules of Canada and you know, it's country over league over personal decisions, right? You kind of got to uh, follow along with the vaccine guidelines of your workplace and also your country uh, in order for you to have the freedom to make millions and millions of dollars to play a game. I think, Rachel, you and I would kill to do it on a day to day basis. Yeah, if only yeah. I had the talent and could throw a football, hit a ball with a bat, which I would be horrible at baseball. The only thing that I think maybe, maybe if I would have tried really, really, really hard I could have been a professional swimmer, and I'm going to be honest. Those people, unless you're Michael Phelps, you're not making millions and millions of dollars anyways. I didn't know you could swim like that, Rachel. I can. Yeah, I was actually a pretty decent swimmer, not to, like, 
tap myself on the shoulder too much, but um, that was my sport growing up that I played all the way up until college. And then I decided, you know what, we're going to focus on sports broadcasting. That's going to be the goal moving forward. So great job again on Jake's takes. Yeah, we're definitely going to be hearing a lot more of those things. We're kind of switching things up. We're spicing things up a little bit on coffee break. So we hope you all get excited for a lot of new changes. But again, day two of training camp is underway out at UC Health Training Center. And I am taking you behind the scenes of day one. So I'm going to be headed out here in just a few as soon as this wraps up. We hope you guys enjoy seeing behind the scenes of day one out of training camp. And we'll see you guys tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. Bye, everyone. Happy day one of training camp. We're so excited. So many people already out here. And we've heard some people got here at midnight. So let's go check it out. My name is Jerry. This is Carmen. Perfect. And what time did you get out here this morning? Got here around midnight. Oh, wait. So why so early? Why not? Fair enough question. Fair enough question. Hey, we're here with Gabriel. Gabriel, what time did you and your family get out here this morning? Uh, we got here at like 5.36. Nice. And so who are you most excited to see? I see you got the Russell Wilson jersey. Yeah, definitely Russell Wilson. But I think Patrick Satan is probably my... Okay. I'm most excited to see him. We're out here. John Troy. <laughs> Richie. James Palmer over there. We're all hanging out. We're getting ready. Beautiful. We're nicely in the shade right now, but eventually that sun is going to creep in and we're all going to be very hot. So let's do it. Bemis. Romy Bean. Hey, girl. Hey. Are you ready? Day one. Let's go. Feels like first day back to school. It really does. I know. And I feel like, you know what? I got all my books. I checked in on time. Feeling really good. My alarm went off. I didn't snooze. She's got the cute day so first day of you know? school outfit. Right. It's only going downhill from here. So this <laughs> is probably my best moment. Um, how are you feeling? I'm ready. You ready? I'm excited. I'm glad we're not in the sun over there, though. I won't lie. 3 p.m. Some people were out here. You know what? I applaud that, actually. Me too. I, I do not have that kind of discipline. I'm also wondering if they're going to run out of parking. Like, I got here an hour before it started, and I'm already in, like, the secondary Did the media lot fill up? Yeah. The other one? There's, like, a second media lot. Oh, I didn't ask for it. Oh. Did you ask for it? Yeah, I just showed my credentials. See? I'm always slow on the action. What can I do with that? Look at it. It's both in our orange. Look at this. I like this. Thank you. We are quickly walking over to the media room again because I'm going to set up to do coffee break, then run back down here and um, set up for all this stuff. So we're quickly, quickly walking back over. something where I can hold on to other stuff like sunglasses or car keys. So right now I'm just having to hold them and it kind of sucks. And now we're running back up because I forgot my cell phone. Oh man. Okay, let's go. Music has already started. 
and that is different from previous camps with Vic Fangio. Plus, Malik Reed's wife complimented my outfit, so that's a win. The crowd now waits for Russell Wilson to come out. We all sat there for like 10 minutes for him to run out in three seconds, part of the game. But I'm a little disappointed at the amount of fans that are right here because it's not a full hill. So just slightly disappointed. to go do coffee break. I got some battle wounds. Look at that. On my leg from getting the rust shot. Um, also, I think that there's not a lot of people, but DMAC says this has to be almost a record for like first day camp goers. So, I don't know. I thought there would be more. Like I remember coming as a kid and there it was literally packed, but I'm wondering if we never came on the first day. So, I don't know. Better look at the flakes of fresh paint. Okay. We are now just grabbing players for interviews, so things is just boom, grab everyone. Rachel, nice to meet you. Congratulations. After camp, uh, pretty good. They went smooth. Um, I thought it was gonna be a lot harder, but it wasn't. So, I mean, we're just gonna keep grinding, stacking days, and get ready for the Cowboys. What's it like to be out here in front of the fans? Uh, that that just adds extra excitement. It helps us get through practice. Um, it just shows how much they love us and why we got the best fans in football. And obviously, you're coming out here when you're getting passes from Russ or getting handoffs from Russ. What's that like? It's crazy. Um, I never, never when I came out of college thought I would play with a quarterback like Russell Wilson. Now that I'm here, it's like dream come true so um, I just take every moment and as a blessing and just keep grinding. Awesome thank you. Now you're just gonna see a lot of people waiting around while we kind of just wait. Russ is gonna talk to the media here shortly which will be a huge thing and then he's currently out with his family right now which is cute. But yeah otherwise we just kind of hang. I got me and Scrappy Will here. What are we doing? How will you feel about day one of training camp? Uh, you know, it was a good first day. I just was a little bummed about the size of the crowd on the hill. Me too. Now, Saturday is going to be a game changer. That's the sold out day. Excited to see everyone then. Let's be honest. It's a Wednesday. It's hot. I get it. I'm not blaming anyone. I just thought it would be a little bigger, but all good. Me too. Hawaiian shirt, pink shorts, dad shoes, 
and the binoculars. Oh, and the bucket hat. I mean, legend. Yeah, I'm, legend. I'm going, I'm going as a tourist somewhere. I mean, this is just like totally tacky, right? No, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Well, this is great. There's more where this came from. Although I did get stung by a wasp. Look at this. You can see where it's like super red. Training camp day one is done. Honestly, a ton of fun. Got to talk with somebody on Russ's team, which was really cool. We didn't show that. But um, honestly, just great to be out there. Now we got to go home though and get ready for training camp live. So I will see you guys in the next one. Lots of days out here at Broncos. So we will see you then. Bye everyone.